Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 136, the final ranking of Twilight Zone 2021. Meaning 2021, because we do it every year in January. But I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And welcome back. Like I said, we're ranking all the episodes that we just watched, all our picks. Uh, we all picked two episodes each, so that means there's going to be a final ranking of six where we do our own personal rankings and then we debate it. Um, I don't know Zach's yet, but I know me and Andy are pretty close besides a couple of them. I keep mine secret until yeah. we're doing it. So, but before we get into that, Andy, what the hell have you been playing, watching, or doing? Uh, mostly cyberpunk played a quite a load of cyberpunk i realized recently that the story mission i'm about to go do sets end game in motion so i'm like kind of near the end mm-hmm. but there's like a thousand jillion billion other things i still want to do there's like side quests about like playing a fucking like rock and roll show and uh taking over a, a brothel and uh like all kinds of like kind of crazy stuff. I I, I now have a, a Porsche 911 for some reason. I'm driving it all around town and it kicks ass. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, the game's the game's amazing. Like it's it's so it hurts me so much that there's been all this shit about you know they released it and it's a piece of trash and it crashes all the time, which is all true. Don't buy the game yet. But for God's sake, buy it after they fix it because this game's fun as shit. Yeah. Uh, and I also watched. I watched one episode of an anime. I, I was unaware that this anime existed until this week. There's an anime that's just called Bartender, and it's what it sounds like. It's just like a navel gazing. You know, like anime is already like anyone who's seen Evangelion will tell you that anime is already too far up its own ass. Well, Bartender is like so far up its own ass, it's like in the esophagus. Like it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I, I still kind of liked it. Like the beginning of it's confusing, and like I said, like okay, whatever. This is stupid. This is pretentious for the sake of being pretentious but uh then they actually start talking about like uh the way that ice dilutes whiskey and some other stuff and uh, the conclusion was good so there's like i think there's 12 episodes i might watch the others in the future but i'm not going to get in a hurry to do it and i watched one of uh the japanese there's a japanese noir collection on criterion channel starting about a week ago and i own more than half of them but i'm gonna watch all the ones i haven't already seen so i watched one called intimidation and it was extremely good it's uh this guy who works at a bank gets extorted and he has to steal money from his own bank so it's a good time nice zach what about you um i haven't really watched anything um been reading a lot and uh, playing games again. I read a, uh, I finished a Batman story called Dark Detective. It got put out like uh, 15 years ago now. And it was by a creative team that did Batman stories in the 70s. That, that they reunited to do like a new one, like a one-off. So it wasn't published in the 70s, it was published now. Yeah, it was published in 2005. Oh. And, um... It was pretty good. You can kind of tell it's by guys that worked in the seventies though, from the art and like, it's all colored. Like it wasn't digitally colored or anything like that. Everything was done with like old techniques. And, um, you can tell the story too. It feels kind of like mishmashy. It feels like there's like three or four plots going on at once. And, um, (laughs) they all kind of conclude in different ways. (laughs) 
it's kind of hard to really talk about it it's pretty good though i had fun reading it didn't um, didn't new 52 have batman detectives huh the new 52 in dc didn't they have a batman detective or de- 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 detective batman or something you talking about detective comics batman is a detective yeah don't don't make me look stupid. I you think mean like Gotham PD. I thought no, no, like no, 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 no. Batman Detective New Fifty Two. I mean, Brace out rule calls Batman Detective. There's yeah. Detective Comics, like the long running. No, there's yeah. Batman Detective. B- b- oh, Batman Detective Comics. There you go. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. That's Detective Comics used to be just hard-boiled uh, gumshoe detective comics back in the early 30s and shit mm-hmm. until Batman came and then like after Batman got really popular it just kind of morphed into a Batman title but um what else did I read I also read some crowdfunded comics I've been catching up on some of those that I've gotten and I've had them sitting on my shelf for a bit um I read a cyber frog Yay. It's uh. it's like from the early days when Ethan first did Cyber Frog, like back in the nineties. There's this amazing picture of him in the beginning. It's like a forward. He's like, I was listening to grunge music in the nineties and I wanted to break into the comics. And then like he looks literally like that's perfect description of him. Some kid from the nineties trying to do comics. And <laughs> I don't know, it's it's very nineties too and how it's written and how it looks. It's honestly kind of fun. I like EV I like EVS his comics. But I don't know. It's, this is gonna sound bad because anybody can make fun of my voice, but his voice annoys me. When he, every time he does the little YouTube videos or live, well, I, I love his. I don't know. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love it when he makes fun of. I, I mean, there's no other thing to call him. He, he makes fun of SJW as he does his voice. Mm-hmm. It fucking gets me every goddamn time. <laughs> but um, I also read some uh, books from. Richard Meyer, you know, the diversity in comics guy. Yeah. Uh, they were pretty good. He did one for Pandemic, which was funny. It's almost like he took one of, like, the crackpot theories about the pandemic, which was, like, it's all set up by a bunch of, like, uh, super rich people to just, I don't know, do a global reset thing, and somebody kind of stumbles on the plot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they're in an office building getting ready to jack a bunch of this shit, like laptops and everything. And then she accidentally is like, everybody's going into this boardroom and she hears, overhears what's going on. <laughs> and she the just great, listens to them. The Great Reset. That's right. The, yeah, the Great Reset. But, um, and they chase her out like a bunch of armed, scary guys in dark suits chase her out. And, uh, it abruptly ends and it seems like it's going to continue into something else later. It's called the pandemic. It's just called pandemic. Uh, I might pick that up. I don't know if you'll you'll be able to or not again. He'll probably do some kind of thing later where you can get it again. Mm-hmm. Crowdfunded comics are kind of weird that way, where it's like if you don't jump on it at first, you might not be able to get it again. Um, these are all crowdfunded comics. That means these writers are all Nazis, right? Is that correct? Uh, that's what the mainstream comic media would have you believe. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, this is coming from a guy who owns a comic that, that Doug Tenables put out. So, you know. Oh, yeah, pot, that guy's pot a huge. The kettle, the, pot call the kettle black over here. But. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's a huge asshole racist monster man. I don't know. <laughs> what, the er- oh. Earthworm Jim guy? That's right. Yeah. 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 He, he's a character of himself, too. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I also am reading James Bond, Casino Royale. I showed Andy a picture of it today. I was like, I'm reading this book. Yes. Um, I'm not very far in it yet, but like, is this the first one he did, or is it some other yes. book? It's the Royale is first, from my understanding. Yes. Okay, because it doesn't kind of doesn't seem that way as I'm reading it, but like I don't know. Mm. Um, I, I don't have much to say on it right now, but yeah. And then playing, been playing Tomb Raider. I yeah. beat Tomb Raider. I'm not going to get into it a bunch because we're save. I'm saving that for later. Mm. And I'm playing SmackDown. <laughs> nice. Um, is that all? That's it. That's yeah. Okay. I've been playing Resident Evil Six. Um, again, the fucking combat is pissing me off in that game so bad. I literally, I literally got speared like a that. It, it, do you remember the part where you're in the catacombs and like this big fucking shark uh, is chasing you down? In the water. Do you remember that in like chapter four? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a part where uh, your partner is opening the gate, and you're just kind of idling, standing there because you know, obviously, if you're not playing with a per or another person, you're not gonna, you know, it's gonna take a really long time. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the game is like mostly co-op, right? Weren't you guys gonna play together, like you did five? Well, he he has uh, it on PlayStation. I have it on Xbox. Yeah, he, he didn't sync up with me. And it, you know what? That's okay, because that gives us a perspective of somebody that did not play it with someone and mm -hmm. somebody that did. Somebody did? Okay. All right. So anyway, I, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, knee-high uh, knee in water. And all of a sudden, I see, like, things coming up to me. And I'm shooting because I'm like, oh, it's a zombie. Let me shoot at the water. Nothing happens, and then all of a sudden I'm getting fucking speared, like gored, like from Rhino by this fucking zombie, <laughs> and I can't kill it. And I literally, like, I died five times because I literally couldn't shoot the guy, and I have it recorded. So, uh, uh, hey, this reminds me. I somehow I didn't mention this to you when you're talking about how you're getting frustrated with the combat last time. Have you been doing melee a bunch or not? Yeah, I've been doing melee. Okay, that's good because <laughs> people that didn't like they for it's weird because it goes against every instinct you have playing these games, mm -hmm. sort of even after playing Resident Evil four and five, uh, you need to melee like a lot more in that game compared to the other two that came before it. Oh dude, I strive to do running bulldogs. That's my favorite part of the game. <laughs> All the random wrestling moves they put in. Yeah. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go to running bulldog. <laughs> By God. But um, oh god! Other than that, uh, I I kind of dig the boss battles in this one compared to five. I don't know why. I think it feels better than in five. Yeah, but that's for another time for two podcasts actually. Accelerated Gamer and uh, the Nemesis Project. So Ooh. I won't go deep into that. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been playing a bunch of Warzone. I've been playing uh, NHL. And that's about it. Yeah, I need to get back into movies, which I will be getting back into movies because going over to my parents' house, and that's when we watch a bunch of movies. So movie time, movie time. All right, guys, I think it's time to get into the final rankings. So, like before, we do our personals, and then we get into the final rankings. Um, I will go first since I, when I was doing it, I was watching me type it first. <laughs> um so 
I have at number six, Spur of the Moment. At number five, I have Old Man in the Cave. Number four, Quality of Mercy. A Quality of Mercy, I should say. Three, I Shot an Arrow into the Air. Two, I Am the Night, Color Me Black. And number one, Death's Head Revisited. Andy, what about you? Mine is very much the same. Uh, Spur of the Moment at six, Old Man in the Cave at five, Equality and Mercy at four. I shot an arrow into the air at three, but mine deviates from yours in that I put Death's Head Revisited at two, and I Am the Night, Color Me Black at one. Okay. I think we'll get into that, but we need to know what Zach put down. So, Zach, what is your... <laughs> there it is. Uh, I spur of the moment at six, old man cave at five. I shot an arrow into the air at four, quality of mercy at three. I'm the night calling me black at two, and death's head revisited at one. Okay, so right off the bat, the first two is uh, the same for all of us. Five and six are identical. Yeah, yeah. So, number six is spur of the moment, and then old man in a cave is at number five. So I think our debate right now is between, even though me and Andy outnumber him with votes, we usually give a chance to see if maybe one of our votes will change. So Zach, why did you put I Shot an Arrow into the Air at number four and Equality of Mercy at number three? Because um, Equality of Mercy kind of did a little bit more with its story, I felt like, than I Shot an Arrow into the Air. Mm-hmm. Like, when we had that conversation after the first two we watched, where I was like, hey, you know, some people consider The Twilight Zone not that good because there, a lot of the episodes could be called Shaggy Dog Stories. <laughs> I Shot an Arrow to the Air is kind of one of those episodes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, I still love it because it's a classic episode. That's, like, going to be, just by luck, it seems like that's a lot of people's first episode they ever see or something. It's going to be that one. Or the Hitchhiker episode, or um, the one where all the toys are in the bin and they're not, or they don't know their toys. Five characters in search of an exit. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, like there, there's like a handful of episodes, and that's that's one of them. And um, I still really like it and everything. I just uh, I remember watching the quality of Mercy before a long time ago, and thinking, oh, that was kind of cool. I like that. Is they did something there. <laughs> and I I kind of still feel the same way. You did a thing like, hey, you know, make you know your enemies are people too, brother. Uh, he's he's right. Um, Equality of Mercy does a lot more, and it has a, a more poignant uh lesson, a point to the story. The only reason I personally put I shot an arrow into the air a little bit above it because it's one of my favorites, and it's like a very Twilight Zoney episode. Like it's, it, I think last year I made a good argument for um, to serve man, even though it's not a great episode, but just because of how quintessentially Twilight Zone it is, that's the way a lot of my voting skews. So. Yeah, and I I think Zach kind of swayed me a little bit because we didn't really talk that much about that episode. We were just like, yeah, this, not much to say. Yeah, we were just like, this is what happened, and this is the twist. So. I I would have to agree. I I would put a quality of mercy at number three, and then put I shot an arrow in the air at number four, unless you have a a rejection to that, Andy. Or no, any... it's it's. I think objectively, it's a better episode. All right. So 
At number four, I shot an arrow into the air. And number three, Equality of Mercy. All right, so now me and Zach have Death's Head Revisit at number one, and I am the Night Color Me Black at number two. Andy, you're the odd one out for this one. So finally, I'm never the odd one out. I never get to be the asshole. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna give everyone a little peek behind the curtain here. I give all of our uh, what do we call our listeners? Burtons. You want to call our listeners Burtons? Because big trouble. Uh, give everyone <laughs> a little peek behind the the curtain here. Originally, I had I had it the other way around, but then when I saw where the wind was blowing, I really thought about it, and I decided, you know, I'm gonna champion. I am the knight calling me black, and I know why. I've been preparing the argument. Um, Death's Head Revisited is an excellent episode, and I love it, but there's not as much mystery in it. Like, pretty much right off the bat, it's pretty clear that's what's happening is uh, the guy he's talking to, uh, that guy's dead. Oh, it's a ghost. Oh, the, the spirits of all the, the, the Jewish prisoners that he tortured and murdered are going to get revenge on him, and then that's what happens. Like, it's still a really good episode, and it's got a really good... Um, Story, a good twist, a good point, good acting, but there's not as much mystery. Whereas I'm the Night Colony Black is all mystery. The whole episode, everyone's like, "Why is it so dark outside? What the hell's going on?" And they keep alluding to the fact that they're going to hang a guy who's probably guilty, but maybe not. And they never just come out and say why. It's just stuff about the powder burns. And, oh, we're bad people, and, oh, I have a newspaper to run, and, oh, you're going to run for re-election as sheriff. But they never just come out and tell you exactly what's going on. So even that story has some mystery to it, let alone the fact that it's just perpetually night, and it gets darker as there's more hate. Because obviously the end reveals what's going on, but the whole episode is all mystery, all Twilight Zone, all the time. And that's kind of why I started – the more I thought about it, the more I was really confident that I like – I am the night calling me black better because it's just such a question mark the whole time. And I was really interested to see what was happening. Death's head revisited this great episode, but I never, I was never like, Oh, what's going to happen? Like I kind of, I saw the writing on the wall, like immediately. Okay. That's a good argument. Uh, Zach, I guess since this was your episode pick, can you counter <laughs> what Andy said or are you agreeing with him? Um, no, actually I'm kind of agreeing with him now because, uh, I just I like that one the most because to me it hit the hardest, you know. It was like holy shit, like that, that was a pretty hardcore episode. It showed people getting fucking hanged and stuff, and it was like they were talking about stuff, doing shit on TV that was nobody was really doing back then, probably. And um, yeah, uh, that that's why it just impacted me really well. Um, it's another one of those really poignant episodes and the end of it's like kind of crazy it's not all just like you come away feeling like oh man that i'm so sad it was like he kind of got his just desserts at the end through like oh he drove he's he's driven insane for some reason it was because he got he got attacked by karma bullets or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know but um yeah uh that's true though what he was saying about um I'm the night caller be black is there's more of a mystery in general about what's happening. Even when they drop little breadcrumbs about like what that guy was, you know, 
jailed for and is getting executed for it's not really revealed till like the very end almost what he did and then it's like when you find out what he did it's like well i i don't know (laughs) he killed a a, an asshole clansman guy (laughs) i mean by the letter of the law he's guilty he murdered a guy so that guy the, guy, the guy he murdered was obviously like an evil, hateful son of a bitch. You deserved it. But the letter of the law says he murdered someone, so you gotta face the punishment. Now, death by hanging, I, I don't know. Maybe just like throw him in jail for a while or something. What what was the nature of the murder? Like, was there any self-defense? Oh, the, I guess that's that's why there's there's so much question. Because they're like, oh, he killed him from across the room. It was premeditated. And then it looked like it was self-defense because there's powder burns on the guy and it was obviously point blank. And the deputy lied because he is also a racist son of a bitch. I guess the he's infer- the one perpetuating hate in the world. It's his fault. It's dark. Yeah, like Ooh, I it's, guess it's, that. I mean, I'm not sure about this, but like to me, it was kind of inferred that a lot of the other people in the town were either it, sympathetic to that. You know. Oh yeah, a lot of them comebacks too. Yeah, for or, sure. Or or the, at the very least, they didn't have that strong of an opinion about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and. It, my, the reason why I had Death's Head revisited because, and by the way, it, they're both to, to me number one. Both of those picks, um, but for ranking's sake, I had to put uh, Death's Head revisited because I, I feel like, yeah, it didn't have that twist. It was like, oh yeah, he got hit with those karma bullets and pretty much died in the agony. But like, it it taught you what the Jews went through. Or you know, people that went through the concentration camps and uh, during that time, and putting up that one person, pretty much it's like symbolizing all of Nazi, uh, all all the people in the Nazi party and the SS soldiers. That was their trial, based off of what Rod Sterling wrote and put in that episode. It had a great ending monologue, um, but I do yeah. I do have to agree with both of you um, with the you know I am the night calling me black. It had that mystery, and even if they did didn't even say at the end what was happening, I still would be interested in why they want to kill this guy. But obviously, they had to show like the main thing is like this whole town is pretty much racist, or hate is like uh you know going through this town, and I believe both episodes showed that really well uh, that hate is garbage, uh, and you should not do it. <laughs> You didn't yeah, know all, all the best Twilight, all the best um, science fiction for that matter, stories have have a lesson like that. And Death Dead Revisited and I Am the Night Calling Me Black have similar lessons at the end about That's, being aware of ignorance and hate. You should go to like Teespring and make a T-shirt that says that it says hate is garbage and you should not do it. Hate <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> and put it on that. Put it on your website. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in our merch store if we ever yeah, get one. That's our first big trouble piece of merchandise. <laughs> um, I mean, Zach, I'm willing to concede because I think we all agree that I Am the Night and Color Me Black gets a slight edge. So do you want to oh, yeah. put it there? Yeah, I, I think Andy argued well for that, and he's changed my mind. So Okay. All right. So Andy wins that debate. And puts I am the night at color black at number one, and Death's Three Head Visited falls to number two, which is not a bad thing because this whole list, like even though it's ranked from 
you know, bottom to top and all that stuff. All these episodes were good. Maybe yeah. uh, if I was flipping, if I was like stuck in a friend's house or or like my dad's house or something, and I had to just like babysit the house and watch TV, and I was flipping and spur of the moment was on, I'd almost definitely sit there and watch it because it's gonna be better than ninety nine percent of the other shit on TV right now. It's like we said, even like the bad or mediocre Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episodes are still like better mm-hmm. than ninety five percent of whatever TV could do. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right, so to go over the final ranking, number six for the moment, number five, Old Man in the Cave. Number four, I Shot an Arrow into the Air. Number three, Equality of Mercy. Number two, Death's Head Revisited. And number one, I Am the Night, Color Me Black. And The minority ruled twice in this ranking. How's that for Twilight Zone for you? And I think hey, the, mi- the minority won out. Mm-hmm. Ever since after 2,000 years ago, it did happen once. And I think this is the first time ever that my pick became number one because all my picks are usually like either mid or low. So <laughs> who knows? Anyway. So Andy, what, what's your picks? What are we going to do next? Um, I was actually going to ask you the question, but great segue into it back to me. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be doing bad movies. Uh, and this is pr- pretty much self-explanatory. We're picking two bad movies uh, from each of us. We're gonna watch the Terra Bad Titans. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna become a regular Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Hopefully, maybe one day. So, uh, so, so bad it's good. <laughs> um, watching friggin' Deadly Prey, Miami Connection, The Room. We're not gonna watch those probably. Maybe <laughs> Deadly Prey was actually on my short list, but I don't know. I know Zach's seen it before, so I'll probably choose something different. <laughs> uh, so I'm going first this time. Uh, and we're going to pick, oh, I'm going to pick Savage Beach and Return to Savage Beach by Andy Sedaris. Uh, apparently, he does a lot of bad movies with porn stars. So uh, I saw a trailer and I was like, wow, <laughs> this looks fucking fun, fun as shit. Uh, there's titties, there's action, and there's bad acting. So what, what, what can you go wrong with that? Right, probably gonna be bad to watch anyway. What was uh, what was your motivation to choose a movie and also that movie sequel? Um, I really wanted to watch like a B-rated action movie in like the eighties or nineties, and that yeah, was... but there's a lot of those. You could have chose two completely independent ones. Have you heard about these movies before? Like, do they have a reputation that attracted you specifically to this one and the sequel, or did you just choose the first one and then like you're like, hey, it's got a sequel, I'll choose that. Fuck it. Uh, I chose it because I heard it from a podcast, not from Red Letter Media, but from another uh, person that Andy Sedaris apparently makes good, bad movies. All right, all right. So um, that's why I chose it. And plus, I think we need more titties in movies. Those need to happen. So I mean, you can just you can just watch porn. No, 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 no. It has to be watch it. It's it, has just a, there it has to be bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if it's incidental. <laughs> you know where you go you're like wow this is a cheesy action scene oh tits okay all right all right but uh <laughs> anyway let's get into some news that matter to us i, I want to get this out of the way zach so what is happening with the wwe network um so it broke this week uh i think it was yesterday really <laughs> that um wwe struck a deal with uh, nbc uh universal 
and they're gonna move the WWE Network onto Peacock. Oh, what? Yeah, because and I guess it's because everybody had been saying it since Peacock launched, uh, you know, a few I months Peacock ago. Was like a joke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they did this out of desperation because they're like, "Oh fuck, our streaming service is failing." Uh, uh, uh. Like they have a deal with WWE and shit, so it's like, "Hey, can you guys like shove your network onto our our Peacock thing so it can't be like a total useless flop?" What the fuck is this? Pe- okay. <laughs> Independent of WWE, and I want you to get back to this news, but just real quick, I, I'm just gonna punch in Peacock, and I I don't even know what is on Peacock besides like shows that have actually aired on television. So I just want to see if they have any like, what's their what's their Mandalorian? You know, what's their their hard hitter? <laughs> Hit movies and shows, I guess. We'll click that. Uh, Brave New World, never heard of that. Intelligence, I guess it's comedy. I've never heard of that. Uh, Downton Abbey, that's actually on television. Yellowstone, that's on television. Parenthood, that's on television. King Abbey, two and a half men, you know, the all cancerous tumor of television. All these shows are over. Saturday Night Live hasn't that, been funny for 20 years. but It's, it's been over time. for 20 years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can also watch it on Hulu. Yeah, maybe that's changing, though. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Um, I, like, I can't find... I can't find their their big like this is why everything is old by the way because I'm looking right now it's like yeah NBC Law and Order SVU Blind Spot Chicago PD I'm like wow this is all old shit that used to be on Netflix now now since NBC is making their own streaming stuff which by the way the streaming bubble is gonna pop soon and then oh, then wait and then it's gonna well, go ironing is already going through the roof. Yeah, because nobody want because everybody got sick and tired of these cable companies like charging up a storm, and they're like, "Oh wow, Netflix! I could watch movies for used to be like ten dollars a month. Now it's like eighteen dollars a month, going on twenty. There's there's a uh, a Wikipedia article of all of their original content. This is a very short article. <laughs> they're doing weird reboots of Punky Brewster and Saved by the Bell. Oh wow! I guess because uh, Cobra Kai did so well. I guess. Well, Cobra Kai kicks ass though. So. You get, you, I know. Yeah, yeah. You, you get Tillamundo content. So, I'm just saying, it's like they saw that trend. Like, holy shit! A, a sequel to something nobody ever thought they wanted, and it's amazing. There's a lot of stuff that gets a season on Peacock that won't be on television, like uh, AP Bio. It's that show that uh, Glenn Howerton's on the fuck is that uh it looks kind of uh, glenn howerton's in um uh it's always sunny that's the only reason i'm aware of it at all i think Peyton Oswald's in it too. okay wait is that but the- anyway get back to so what the fuck's gonna happen to the wwe network and also is peacock going to host all of the old legacy content because that's literally all i give a fuck about i don't think there's been a wrestling event in the last five years that i could be paid to watch yeah um that's the thing is it kind of seems like that's what's happening that right the whole now. platform is shifting onto peacock mm-hmm. and uh it's still unclear what's going to happen to you if you're an existing subscriber you get a peacock subscription right i, I guess so. I, it seems like like um do they cost the same yeah it seems like that's what they're saying right now is that oh if you have the, the ten dollars or some shit it's just gonna roll over and you might not even really notice anything 
it's just I guess the NBC Universal is going to get a cut of that, and obviously they gave Vince McMahon a fuck ton of money to do this. Two billion. Yeah. Two billion. Yeah. Billion. So yeah, he just made a fuck ton of money for being like, okay, pal, I'll be dead anyway in like two years. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's a five year deal, by the way. He's not had like six strokes already. Like, because he's uh, he's inhuman. And, and apparently, he off of protein shakes and, and I mean, the guy's and, blood pressure has got to be like two fifty over a hundred or something. Like, look at him. I know he only sleeps four hours a day. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he's still alive, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 name's gonna be puke anyway. Your, your name's Corona Virus. That's your <laughs> name. And you do the mass panic. That's your finisher. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently it was a $2 billion deal. Um, I'm hearing rumors that they're going to keep all the content, but they're going to be cutting out like all the stupid shit that they've been doing. Like the ones that like, oh, we're going to prank somebody. Remember when they had like that jackass uh, show that they were doing that? Yeah. Like they're going to get rid of that. Apparently all the the library is going to be. Some uh, of those extra, sh- I liked the uh, the Edge and Christian show, like that was fun. So, they're no, getting the, rid of like that kind of shit, or no, no, no. The, the, some of the stuff that were good, like Edge and Christian show, apparently, you're gonna say it's all the dumb stuff that like they experimented with. Uh, the failures, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I just contradicted myself too, saying there wasn't anything for the last five years I care about. <laughs> um, wrestling, wrestling, actual wrestling stuff. Yeah, so apparently they're going to have pay-per-views on there as well, which I don't get, but whatever. Um, well, that's what the WWE Network does, right? They were always like, why pay for a pay-per-view? Pay $10, you're going to get the pay-per-view, you're going to get everything else, and then you're going to forget to cancel it, and we're going to have you forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's funny, though, because both Peacock and uh, WWE Network have bad user interfaces, so it kind of like equals out like i guess we're just going to yeah, another sucks too yeah have you guys ever used peacock before mm-hmm. no me neither oh you have yeah it's garbage uh, <laughs> i hate wwe network's new interface they changed it like last year or some shit or year before why is it interface so hard to, to program i don't know idiots want to fucking reinvent the wheel they want no, like, they want to change what works just rip off netflix please microsoft stop trying to make windows not windows <laughs> god I was damn using it. the Criterion channel earlier today and I was like god damn it I still can't find anything on this it's fucking two years old I, I think it's Vince McMahon as well because they're like Vince you want to see the prototype of this what if we do put this here we don't want to see a lot of WCW or ECW just make them search for that shit the other stuff needs to be WWE needs to be all in tiles they want, they want all the brand new stuff front and center right oh this is live oh you can watch this we're we're talking about the show the pre-show pre-show every time it's live it usually crashes anyway so um but other than that i i get i woke up like the next morning and i was like oh it's on peacock now fuck i was actually (laughs) kind of scared for a minute i'm like no because i still even though i complain about the user interface and shit there's a bunch of stuff on there i love to watch Mm mm-hmm and I just, I was like, no, I always wanted this. This is what I always wanted. Are you trying to make me not want it? And it's <laughs> and it's really vague because they just like, we just signed a deal and don't give any information. They just said, it's going to change around like Fastlane before WrestleMania. 
So well, you want it, but do enough other people want it? Like, is is the network turning a profit? Because last I heard, they were like struggling. Oh, they 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 struggle. That's why they did this, pretty much. Yeah, like it got to a point to where um wasn't struggling, but it just kind of plateaued, mm. and it just it didn't grow anymore after a certain point. It's I, like they got to the point they wanted to get to. It took longer than what they wanted, and then many... the growth just went. I think it was like 12, 12 million users or something like that. Um, but yeah, like to answer that, by the way, to get uh, down about 60,000. So they're losing right now. They're losing because your product sucks. Now oh. I want to know how many Peacock subscribers there could be. Oh, of course, there's no report of that. <laughs> Oh no, there's a lot. Uh, twenty six million. That's way more than what I thought there'd be. Yeah, too, actually. <clears throat> I mean, all the people. So. I mean, all the people that watch like Law and Order and shit. I mean, there's a lot of people of those. So. What? I, like Law and Order. I don't know what to compare that to. How many Netflix subscribers are there? <laughs> there's a good comparison. Uh, one hundred ninety five point fifteen million. <laughs> Fuck. That's kind of unfair. <laughs> The most popular. What's a what's a middling streaming service? What's one that's like successful, but it's not Hulu? Like a Netflix or yeah, Hulu. Is Hulu like not not the big dog? No, uh, I didn't think it was thirty eight point eight. So yeah, it's not it's not the big dog. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Um, this shows me that Vince is struggling to get money, and he's just selling the shit out of things. Um, this is a good move for him because he's making a shitload of money. Well, there was talk to last year and year before, I think of them changing the pay-per-view model a little bit because of how the, the, the network had kind of stagnated in terms of growth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we talked about this in one of our first episodes uh, of our wrestle cast we were doing Yeah, and, um, about how like I, I I nerded out and crunched a bunch of numbers about like the pay per view earnings over like the past five or ten years uh, when we talked about it versus like the network how much money they get yearly and shit mm. and it was actually like no yeah if if the the pay per view buy rates uh, actually did end up earning a little bit more money over the course of a year I think they <laughs> should I think they should just bring back. You need to pay like fifty dollars for pay per views, but don't have a, <laughs> but don't have a lot of them. Is my opinion. Well, they do they, one every month, right? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's the problem. Is they're still stuck doing this once a month shit from like the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, they should just stick well, to. There at, or is there okay? Give 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 me an outsider loser some some perspective here. Is there any kind of a, a war right now over AEW or anything else? It's a make-believe war. Uh, yeah. People are trying to replicate the Monday Night Wars with the Wednesday Night Wars between AEW and NXT, which AEW is getting more viewers, um, but that viewership is like dead now because now you have to factor in like people who watch it on YouTube or people that watch it on other means and like streaming services. Um but it's kind of going to hurt them now because now NHL is going to be on USA Network and it's going to hurt the NXT. I actually think both shows will benefit from that 
from moving away from directly competing with each other. Because here's the thing, yeah, it wasn't really a war to begin with. It was more like some dumbass proxy war or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the the people themselves running the companies, they don't even book their programs like they're in a competition with each other. They they put on like bullshit matches to open the show. And it's like, you're putting that on against the NXT or vice versa. You're putting that on against AEW. Okay. They're not, they're not like poking, poking each other or anything, right? Like the generation X isn't driving a Jeep over and like shouting at people in line or anything, right? It's not, no, they did NXT, it. NXT does not even acknowledge AEW a- at all. AEW acknowledges NXT and WWE. But uh, they do. That makes perfect sense though. They're, uh, is AEW the, financially successful are yeah. they gonna survive mm-hmm. yeah they have they a, seem to be doing well they have a multi-year deal with tnt uh and obviously they're getting more viewers uh they're doing what me and zach kind of want to do with pay-per-views where they don't have it every month they do it once in a while so and and is anyone else left in the picture is there like a tna or ring of honor or impact anyone else at this point? impact it, that's it, right. Impact. All these things still exist that you just said. Impact okay. is working with AEW, by the way. Yeah. That's why. of Honor's on Fox again, <laughs> apparently. Oh. Yeah. So maybe WWE should get Ring of Honor. That'd be cool. They just bought Evolve. Yeah, but who really knows besides hardcore wrestling people? Then again, who really knows Ring of Honor if you're trying to get the casual people, I guess. Uh, but if you want to listen to more wrestling talk... Uh, listen to me and Zach on getting some color if you type that into every podcast thing. Uh, yeah. Let's get in some gaming news. So Resident Evil had their little uh, um, event. And remember when I made these bold predictions? Like, we got another game, but not another Resident Evil 4 remake game. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with this one. What do you think of Reverse? Oh, um... They didn't really give a whole lot of it, but it seems like, okay, it's like a multiplayer thing, or it's kind of versus. It looks like there's there might be co-op. Uh, it's PvP. Um, is it? Okay. It's it's uh, free if you buy Village, which is cool. A lot of people were giving shit like, oh, this is garbage, I'm never going to play. I'm like, sure. I, I guarantee people who buy Village after they're done playing the single player, they're going to be like, oh, what is this? So you get to be every character in Resident Evil. So you get to be like Jill, Chris, um, uh, Claire. Nemesis is in the Tyrants in it. The fucking father. Hunk. Yeah, Hunk, the father from fucking Resident Evil 7. So This is Resident Evil, but Smash Brothers. And you shoot and kill each other. Yeah, it, it's uh, like the one of the maps was the RPD uh, in Resident Evil 2. So you had like a little fight. And when you get shot, you turn into like a zombie or a tyrant or a nemesis or something like that so it looks cool i liked it a lot of the the whole internet kind of shit on it but uh i guess let's get into some resident evil village talk i'm i'm hyped for that game bro um it looks cool it looks really cool yeah i know i gave shit about the like paranormal stuff but the whole town is like weird and giant by the way like everybody's big in there not everybody's big. The other the, the other women in the the castle are normal sized, mm-hmm. and the guy that you fight occasionally is normal sized apparently, and the other people are normal sized until they transform into monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So there's vampires in it. Um, I don't really think they're vampires. I still like it's like everybody says, oh, it's a vampire just because it reminds you of that. And yeah, she's drinking blood or some shit. But we all know what this really is. It's virus bullshit that mutates people and changes them. So I got to get this. Do you think Chris Redfield's a bad guy? I mean, he, obviously he steals a baby. I mean, that <laughs> I don't know what's happening there, but do you think that's training shame? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, maybe they've, uh, fucked him up and he's like under their control somehow, you know, and maybe that's part of the plot is you, you free Chris from my virus mind control bullshit things. And, oh, and then he helps you. Hopefully Chris Redfield turns into like a werewolf or something. That'd be pretty cool. Um, the combat looks the same as Resident Evil 7. They made a big deal. Like now you can kick uh, zombies or monsters to like flee away. That's the only difference they told. Oh, and there's the head. It's bringing back the RE4 inventory system and the buying system. Uh, instead of meeting the merchant, there's a big fat merchant guy that just pops out of his little stall uh to i think his name is the duke um and you know you could buy and get ammo uh there's crafting in the game which is interesting there's there's been crafting in many ways in different resident evil games uh and you can upgrade your uh weapons too so it's kind of a little bit of like resident evil 5 and resident evil 6 in it as well with the craft uh upgrading ammo and and the sniper rifle whatever so do you think the big lady is going to chase you around like Mr. X? Do you think that's what they're going for? Her name's Lady Alcina Dimitrescu. Thank you very much. I'm just going to call her big lady. And I want her to give me a bear hug. Is that big bitch going to chase me around this whole game? Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited for that. That's what's funny. Like, why, though? Like, just because everyone liked Mr. X and Nemesis so much, they're like, oh, we're going to have a big chase you the whole game again. Because, uh, like... 75% of the audience for that game is male and they like big titties, that's why. Yeah, that's fine. Put big titties on the protagonist or something. It's a, it's a joke. It's me. But like, Sit on I me. Don't know. I, I, yeah. Uh, I want, uh, the best comment I saw was I want her to break my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. Um, yeah, I think that's what people are getting at feeling like this because she's so tall and big and imposing and she has retractable Lady Deathstrike razor claws. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Like, yeah, she's gonna be chasing you around this giant fucking castle or some shit. And could be cool. What I, what I like found interesting about that whole trailer is like everybody knew Ethan. Like in yeah. in, in in the family thing in Resident Evil Seven, like they didn't really know his name. They just he said just some fucking guy they captured. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if you know he's somehow connected to that village somehow because of the virus i don't know i think uh, mia is actually yeah if i remember right but uh oh yeah release date may 7th 2021 it's also going to be uh uh cross gen yeah uh so hopefully peasants that don't have a ps5 we can we can play it well hopefully Yay, peasants. hopefully it's not buggy like cyberpunk when you get it cottages. <laughs> I don't think it will be. Capcom's usually pretty good about um, optimizing their shit. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. Oh, and uh, the the Chris Redfield statue collector's edition is $230. You can get a $2,000 collector's edition from Japan with Chris Redfield's jacket. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. 
Um, also, there was Resident Evil 4 remake news that came out. This is rumor. This is rumor. But um, supposedly, the team that did Resident Evil 3 remake, M2, Mm-hmm. Uh, they were doing. They were working on this, and all of a sudden, Capcom Development Team One, who did Resident Evil Two Remake and Seven and Eight, mm-hmm. um, they came in and said, "No, get off of it. We're going to do it now. Get out of the way." Huh. <laughs> and supposedly, it was because they were sticking too closely to uh, what Resident Evil Four was like, instead of trying to change it some. To be fair, to be fair, they did get a lot of shit that Resident Evil 3 Remake didn't have certain scenes in there that were iconic to the game. So, yeah. And I think they kind of took heart at that and they're just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'd make it like original. <laughs> my Here's my thing is like they didn't quite understand how much to change and how much to leave alone like Dev Team 1 did with Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I guess they saw the feedback for three and they were like, okay, no, um, you guys just help us do technical shit. We'll actually take control of the project. Cause honestly, I kind of like to see like maybe a kind of a different take out of it than it be like a one for one. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's the point of doing this? If it's going to be the exact same. Yeah. I, I think this game is not coming out for a really long time now. Yeah. The rumored timetables, 2023. I think it's going to be longer. I think it's going to be 2024, or 2025 at least. So, uh, that's all Resident Evil talk. Um, Andy, you have any other things you want to bring up? No. No? Okay. Uh, Zach, anything else in the repertoire? Konami is undergoing corporate restructuring, and there will be big changes. Silent oh, yeah, Hill? Silent Hill coming I, back? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody's like, oh no. my god, please, please. No, 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 no. None of that shit. None of it. <laughs> I saw what? everyone like, oh my god, fucking... Silent Hill, Metal Gear, Contra, Castlevania. No, none of that. None of that's gonna happen. Don't get excited. What if? What if they do? They go away from Pachinko and do pinball. Yeah. What if they stop doing the thing that's making them any money at all and do something else like pinballs? Maybe I heard that shit. That shit had a pinball making a lot of money right now. What Pachinko? Pinball. Pinball making money. I don't know. I think it's a niche market, honestly. Um. You but, ask your you ask your yakuza bosses and see what they think about it. I was under the impression that pachinko and legalized gambling shit in Japan, like that bubble, had bust recently. What if? That's, that's what I heard. What if? What if guys, they do a Silent Hill game, right? But it's like a card game, like a deck card game, like Hearthstone or something like that. Oh, I mean, the only way that's going to happen is if they just license the property to someone who does it for them. They've already, it seemed to me like they were experimenting with doing that anyway a bunch, because like they had yeah. somebody do a, the Castlevania collection and then that game Dead by Daylight, they licensed out Silent Hill shit for it. Um, so I was going to say, man, if they were smart, they would just license their properties out if they don't want to fucking make their own games anymore. By the way, I bought actually Silent Hill 2 and 3 on the 360 on my Series X. You shouldn't have done that. No, I read the reviews. They said the port is better now. What? You still shouldn't have done that, though. It's five bucks. I got oh, my God. 
I got to Is there a competent port now? God damn it. I spent like a year and a half tracking down a legit physical copy of Silent Hill 2 and then spending a bunch of money on it. And now you're telling me I could have just got a digital port. Yep. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be as good. I don't care what he says. Fog fixed or is it non-existent still? Because that's what was fucking you about. It's still going to be fucked up. I know it. I mean... I've seen too many videos, man. I've seen too much shit. They, They did fix it some, but it's still not what it was. Again. Plus Silent Hill, th- plus Silent Hill Three does not have the original voice performances. It, it just doesn't. I mean, that's true. Licenses. Right? I only paid five dollars. It's not like I paid like twenty. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just thought you were more of a fan than that. That's why I'm just shocked that you got it. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't have like. You're a, not a real fan. You're not allowed to play these games. I don't have fake fan. I don't have you. There's so many ports on my TV to fucking put these retro fucking shits on my thing. All you need is a PS2. That's all you really need. I do need a PS2. I need to buy one. (laughs) But the fucking games now are, like, ridiculously expensive. That's what sucks. It's like Silent Hill 3, I think, is now a $100 game. I'm just going to mod one. I'm just going (laughs) to mod all the fucking games. Uh, I guess that's where we'll end it, guys, unless you have anything else you want to bring up. Are Are you guys Team Kong or Team Godzilla? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm Team Kong. Team Kong. Because uh, I love King Kong. Tiny baby monkey. <laughs> I'm Team Giant Lizard that can shoot lasers. I think. What about you, Zach? Where are you going, Kong or Godzilla? I'm Team Gamera. No. Oh. I, don't I mean, we all know what's going to happen. Is they're going to fight for the first two thirds of the movie, and then they're going to realize there's like Mecha Godzilla or or fucking Ghidorah or something, and then they're going to team up to fight that. That's going to be the movie. But still. Is the lady from or the girl from Stranger Things in this new one, or is that like not part of the Godzilla saga? I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where we'll end it, guys. Uh, with Kong and Godzilla, which, which by the way, it's coming out in theaters and HBO Max. So it makes me want to get HBO Max now because I'm not going to theaters. Who the fuck does that anyway? Uh, not, not me. Oh, and uh, James Bond October release date. We'll see how long that sticks. Um, <laughs> James Bond temporary release date. <laughs> That's where I end it, guys. Uh, if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast, make sure you type that into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. Uh, we also have it on Stitcher and Red Circle. Uh, and we also have other podcasts that me and Zach do, like the Nemesis Project, and um, getting some color. If you type those podcast names in the same services, you get those as well. Which apparently the Nemesis Project is getting like fifty downloads a day. So <laughs> I guess people like Resident Evil since uh, the new news that came out. Maybe we should do like an episode talking about Resident Evil Village, but I think we said I think we said enough today. All right, guys, we are heading out. Remember, Savage Beach and return to Savage Beach. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya.